This is Will and MJ on Triple M. Are we live? Just took the words right out of my mouth. They're awake and they're on fire. Bring it on! Oh, Will, what a great weekend to be in Melbourne. MJ, it is a very nice day here in Melbourne, a nice October afternoon. A lot of spring uh, carnivals in the air. Yeah, there's a bit more than that in the air for me. <laughs> Fair to say um, we both felt better, I think. I can, uh, I can attest to the fact that I'm quite hungover, MJ. Uh, you were at the Cox Plate yesterday, yes. I was at the 30th. Um, it's about yeah. time we move this show to, I think, about midday on a Wednesday. Yeah, <laughs> no, I think we need to negotiate this time slot. The Sundays are getting tougher and tougher. Because obviously sport is, uh, it's all wrapped up by a Sunday uh, uh, Sunday night, so yeah. I can understand why we're here, but... yeah. Yeah, let's let's try let's try and campaign for maybe a maybe a Saturday morning. Well, well, tonight we're still definitely going to be on, and we've got a big show planned. <laughs> yes, uh, we're making the best of the opportunity. So, we're now gonna, who are we chatting to first? We're MJ? going to cross to Philadelphia. Yeah, where Ben Simmons, the boy from Melbourne, is doing absolutely incredible things in his first seven games. Yep. for the seventy. 76ers? Yes. You got the number right this time? Yeah. We're crossing to Andrew Porter. He's uh, CBS Sports over there in Philadelphia. He's he, the knows, he knows everything there is to know about he Philadelphia. He knows everything. Yep. And so we're going to be chatting to him about basketball and Ben Simmons, who again had an absolute dunk fest today. He, he went nuts against the Mavericks. And later on, you're going to give us a full review of Dale Braithwaite's performance yesterday in yes. the Cox Plate, because there's been some controversy. It's divisive. So we want to get to the bottom of what happened yesterday. This is Will and MJ on Triple M. Philadelphia next. And now, Will, it's been a massive week over in the US with the mm. NBA kicking off again for this season. Yes. And all eyes, in, if you're an Australian, or a Melbourneian particularly, yep. have been on Ben Simmons, who missed the first season last year through injury, yep. but has come in like a raging bull oh. and completely dominated his first games. I think he was the first player since Shaquille O'Neal to begin his career with four straight double-doubles. Now explain what a double-double is and a triple-double for the uninitiated. Well, a triple-double, I've got the definition yes. right here. Is uh, <laughs> it's the only reason I, I put you on the pedestal there because I knew you were ready. It's a performance in which a player accumulates a double-digit number total in three of five statistical categories. So yep. they're points, rebounds, assists, steals, or block shots. Yep. And he's just been dominating that area. He got a triple-double in only his fourth game, which is pretty incredible. Yep. Now, we've sort of been talking off air, and if the media's anything to be believed, Ben Simmons is sort of like Michael Jordan and LeBron James yeah. combined. Second coming of Jesus. I think that's, 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 what, that's what I've dubbed him. So what we've thought is we better cross over to Philadelphia where it's all <laughs> happening. There's no better person to speak to over there than the sports editor of CBSPhilly.com and the host of the Pulse of Philly podcast, Andrew Porter. G'day, Andrew. How are you? Hey, what's going on, guys? Now, Andrew, is the hype around Ben Simmons as high as we like to think it is over there in Philly? Yeah, it is. I mean, I've been driving the, the Ben Simmons hype train for uh, <laughs> since before the Sixers drafted him back when, when I saw him play at LSU. Like, you know, there, was, there started to be this debate um, about who should go first, him or Brandon Ingram. And that was what kind of got me going because I was appalled that it was even a discussion. <laughs> um, and... Here we are now, you know, two years later, he went through the foot injury and, you know, Philadelphia is a tough sports town. So he, he, his, Ben has one weakness and that's his inability to shoot the ball. He's not a good jump shooter Mm. and Philadelphia likes to harp on weaknesses and they like, (laughs) and since it's such a glaring weakness, they, they focus on that. But, but um, I was so focused on his size, his strength, his speed, his ability to see the floor, his his high IQ everything else that he brings to the game, his yeah. leadership, um, his emotional stature, everything he does on the floor is so 
uh, above average for, for a 21-year-old kid. It's amazing. Now, as Australians, we'd like to believe that uh, we are just a powerhouse of basketball at the minute. We've got If you uh, put together all the uh, Melbourne-born players in the NBA, we'd almost have a, a, a final side, a, a playoff side. Dalavadova, Irving. Yeah. And uh, Bogut, of course, and uh, uh, Exum. Is there much uh, fanfare about Australian basketball, or is it that, does that go under the radar? Um, it kind of goes under the radar, but <laughs> you know, so. we know we know we know Ben's from Australia. We know Kyrie. You know, we know the big names, uh, and it's going to be exciting to see those guys play together in the Olympics one day yeah. because they they're going to complement each other's skill set perfectly. Just a yes or no answer here, Andrew. Will he be better than LeBron? No, I can't. I can't go there. I mean, I'm I'm a huge LeBron guy, so yeah. he's going to be close though. But we'll see. Now, tell me if I'm wrong here, Andrew. There's one thing that residents of Philly can't agree on, and that's the cheesesteaks. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, cheesesteaks are <laughs> big big food in Philly. Are you a Pats man or a Geno's man? See, we can't even agree on that, <laughs> to, to be honest. I mean, like, like we can't agree on anything in Philly. They'll, they'll argue everything. But to be honest, Pats and Geno's are like, the top two places you want to go for the experience. You know, it's down in South Philly. It's, the, you know, all the action. You can walk to the stadium. But there are uh, – my, my favorite cheesesteak is Steve's. Uh, that's you know, where I go, oh. Steve's Prince's Steak. Oh. But there, right there's, a, there's a bunch of other good ones. I thought he'd asked a stupid question, but it turns out that's actually a big topic in Philly. <laughs> it is. What, what is it, Pat's or Gino's? Oh, it's huge. It's huge. It's a huge topic. If you if you just talk to a Philadelphian, tell them you know you know bring up cheesesteaks, hot yeah. takes, and people will argue cheesesteaks with you for hours. And yeah. So for any Aussies heading to Philly, you reckon Steve's is the guy? <laughs> Steve's. Yep. Fine, Steve's. There's a, there's about there's about three locations that I'm telling you it's the best. Oh, awesome. Well, Andrew, thank you so much for joining us here on uh, Triple M, and we'd love to keep in touch as the season goes on, and hopefully Ben continues to dominate there for Philadelphia. Yeah, please do. Please keep in touch and. Uh, I'm looking forward to. I mean, he he's unbelievable. I mean, I was there last night. It's his fifth career NBA game, probably his worst game, and he had fourteen nine and seven. I mean, the guy the guy's incredible. He's going to have such a bright future ahead of him. So it's exciting. Just to quote you, Andrew, you said he's going to be better than Jordan yeah. and James combined. Is that is that what you said? <laughs> if he gets a jump shot, maybe <laughs> he needs he needs to work on that jump shot, but. Uh, yeah. He'll be up there. He'll be a multiple-time All-Star, and he's got he's got a long ways to go. Perfect. All right, you heard it here first. Thanks so much to Andrew Porter, the sports editor for CBSPhilly.com and from the Pulse of Philly podcast. Get on that if you're listening on the podcast as well. Cheers, Andrew. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks, guys. Thanks. That was Andrew Porter from the U.S., and obviously with um, the U.S. time zones and all the rest of it, mm. it's hard to line up interview times, so... That wasn't live, of course, but we pre-recorded it earlier this week. We did. And that, uh, that chat ended very amicably. He's a, he's a great guy, Andrew. Yep. Uh, but I think he absolutely stitched you. He left you hanging. No, I don't think he did, did he? <laughs> Let's play with the actual ending sound. Have well, a good one. Hey, Andrew, thanks so much for that. As we said, we'd love to keep in touch. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's in a bit of a rush, I think, Andrew, to get off the line. He must have heard me in that last bit. Uh, oh, okay. See you, Andrew. <laughs> Will and MJ, 105.1 Triple M. The Ashes are mm. less than a month away. They start on the 23rd of November. Yes. In Brisbane, of course, we'll be calling all the action here on Triple M, Will. The we- pinnacle of the sport, MJ. Uh, it, it doesn't get any better. Yeah. It's big, bigger than a World Cup. I reckon there are mm. very few players today for Australia and England that would want to win anything more than the Ashes. 
Oh, absolutely not. Hundred percent. You can take your World Cups and your twenty twenties oh, and all that and kind of shove stuff. them up your clothes. Yeah, no, it's all about the take Ashes. Your, take your international T twenties and yeah. throw them in the bin. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I sort of feel sorry for like your Indies and your Pakistan's who just don't have the ch- the opportunity to play in such a big series. You know what I mean? Because it's clearly the pinnacle of the sport, the Ashes. Yeah, you're right, aren't you? Yeah. I think they'd all watch the Ashes. Uh, do you remember where you were the first ball of the two thousand and six Ashes? Oh, I would have been a young pup. We're talking Steve Harmison. Steve Hart, yeah, the wide. I would have been watching it, but uh, the wide. Yeah. I was on school <laughs> at, at Byron Bay. Yeah, the crowd around a TV. Did it erupt? It went. We were going bananas. Yeah. Oh, it was absolutely. Oh, brilliant. I was because um, I went to the first day of the Gabba Test for the like, ten years. Yeah. And the only one I missed was when I was at schoolies in 2010. Where do, you, where do you go for schoolies when you go to school in Brisbane? You just go to the Gold Coast. Oh, do you? Yeah, oh, mate. Not, with, not all far the, trip. with all the 20-year-olds from Sydney. Yeah. Toolies. Yeah. And uh, do you remember Peter Siddle's hat trick? Yeah. That was on the balcony. Oh, was that? Were you oh, on school? mate. <laughs> the people on other balconies, people in the pool, just beers were thrown. What a moment. Oh, schoolies ashes. Well, we should do a talkback topic. <laughs> Where were you for an ashes at schoolies? Yeah, that's right. That's not bad. Now, the reason I wanted to bring up the ashes, hmm. just because the hype's building anyway. Yeah. But Stuart Broad, he's our... Uh, He's the villain. He's the pantomime villain that uh, mm-hmm. last time when they came here and we won yep. 5 0. The role that was previously filled by Kevin Peterson yes. and probably Freddie Flintoff yes, before him. Yes, exactly. And uh, Stuart Broad filled the role magnificently mm. to the point where I, because I love all those players now. Once they retire, I think they're, they're very good characters <laughs> to have. But at the time, oh, geez, I hated him. And he's, <laughs> he's come out and he's had an interview and he's just saying, like, oh, the Gabba, that's. Uh, that's the Australia's stronghold, but if we can beat them there. So this is a re- recent interview. Yeah. And he's, he said like, I'm looking forward to it. Cause if we can beat them there, then it's more like, Oh, is that all you got? And then that, and then they think they're going to win the series if they win in Brisbane. So mm-hmm. no one's won in Brisbane since the eighties, mate. Yeah. And what they've done, the England and the Wales cricket board to prepare the English for the Gabba because mm. it's a hostile environment. If yeah, you remember, uh, who was old mate that, uh, quit the series after the first test. Oh, that's right. What was his name? Trot? Jonathan Trot. 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 That's yeah, him. Right. Yeah. And I think Swan retired think, as well. Yeah. I, think, I think the Gabba broke yeah, them. It's taken victims. Yeah. And so the England and Wales Cricket Board have erected a tent at Loughborough University. Mm. It's fully insulated, roasting hot with good pitches. <laughs> and they've been bowling outdoors in Aussie conditions for six weeks using kookaburra balls. They're trying to replicate the Gabba as close as they possibly can. What? So they've set up a big sort of marquee. Yeah, marquee. With, with humidity in there and all that yeah. kind of thing to replicate Queensland conditions. Yeah, they'll be making it 38 degrees. But I don't think you can replicate the Gabba. No, I think you it's an impossible task. Unless they've got 10,000 people just screaming abuse <laughs> at them the whole time. Unless you've got passionate dressed up bogans on yeah. the sidelines yeah. threatening to throw a tin at you. Yeah. Pouring forex <laughs> on your head. Bullying you to within the, an inch of your life that you want to quit the series and question your role in the sport. <laughs> Unless you're getting racially vilified. <laughs> a late thunderstorm at 4.30 well, yeah. rolls through. Unless you're Bernard Fanning performing at halftime of training. <laughs> There's a pool on the outside and you just got a, another few bogans in there in their Australian board shorts. <laughs> a cyclone warning comes through. Exactly. I don't think you can no, replicate the Gabba. I don't think, the you, I don't think, I think you it can. it is unreplicatable. I don't think you can. This is Will and MJ on Triple M. Will, you went to the Cox Plate yesterday yes. to watch Winx win in a historic third Cox Plate. Oh, I'm just the biggest Winx fan. We had all this free Winx merch at uh, work on Friday afternoon, which we both took full advantage of. Yeah, I don't know where it came from. I, I, we get some really terrible 
uh, offerings of free stuff here at the station because people send in stuff all the time. But then all of a sudden, you, you know, amongst like old DVDs that no one wants, there was just a Winx vest yeah. and three hats. I and know. You've, you've just gone to I'm town. Like, Will, get over here. <laughs> Will, what are you doing? I got there as fast as Winx. <laughs> so did you wear the hat yesterday I to did. the Cox Plate? I proudly wore it. There were a lot of Winx flags going around. Mm. Like I said to you the other night, I, I don't think Australians get behind favourites that much. If it's one of ours, of course they do. But uh, sporting teams or other other teams that have a, a period of dominance, people like to see them lose. But I think horse racing is the difference. Yeah, well, horses can't get tall poppy syndrome. No, because they're a horse. Because they're animals. Yeah, yeah. You but, can't you but, can't feel jealous of a different species. No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. So everyone's just behind yeah. Winks and wants Wink, to see a Winks. Winks fever was at absolute fever pitch yesterday. It was mm. so good to see, and the race itself, GC Bowman really. Uh, he he gave everyone a bit of a scare. Oh, it was a bit nerve wracking coming yeah, down the main straight. Lucky the straight 50. at Mooney Valley. The Mooney Valley straight's very short. Yeah. If that race was at Flemington, you never know. Oh, but anyway, touch he, and go. But did you, got the job done in the end. Yeah, history's going to show that Winks got the job done. A gutsy win. Speaking of Hugh Bowman, you saw yeah. my Instagram. Yeah. With, how did you uh, get a photo with him? That wasn't him. It was a, it was a lookalike. Oh, that wasn't him. There was a guy just in the general admin lawn. Oh, bit. Did I you did think th- that was Hugh Bowman? Yeah. He's about he's about my height. Oh. <laughs> Jeez, he's tall for a jockey. We kept. I was just going to say, we kept making jokes with him. Just like, mate, you, you're racing an hour. Get yeah. out there. He, just, he had the full oh, kit he had on. the full kit. It was hilarious. I was going to ask you how you got a photo with you, Bowman. <laughs> well, that's, that explains it. He was, he was drinking a lot of beers. So <laughs> I, I certainly hope it wasn't him. And then uh, when Winks won, because mm. he was just milling around in front of us the whole day, and I just saw an opportunity. Oh, I've got to make this bloke a superstar. I've yeah. just whacked him on my shoulders, turned him to the crowd, because we were near the front. We were on the fence, basically. Yeah. And the crowd said, ah, <laughs> it was a really fun day, and I'm, I think I will go back very shortly if I can. To the races or to, to the Cox Plate? To the Cox Plate. Yeah. So Especially if Winx is going around again next year. Now, Winx won three in a row. It's become a bit of a tradition. Another tradition at Mooney Valley on That's Cox right. Plate Day is the one and only legendary Daryl Braithwaite. Yes. Aria Hall of Famer recently. Yes. Now, you've seen him perform before. Multiple times. Yes. And he nails it every single time. We saw him at the grand final footy show, actually. Yeah, we did. And he was good there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he was great yesterday. Well, I'm uh, the biggest unashamed Daryl fan you'll ever meet. You can't be and saying things like that. Mate, have a listen. I don't think he nailed. <laughs> Wasn't his best rendition. Here we go. It's angelic, Will. What are you talking about? We'll go right. And if you thought... <laughs> oh, that's, he's just interpreting it in he's, a different yeah, way. Yeah, look, if you've performed the song 11,000 times, I think you have license to mix it just up. Just change bit. it just, up. Just make it interesting for yourself, Yeah, first and foremost. Now, was it, was it around a sort of 10-minute version? Oh, yeah, no, he, he went for half an hour. <laughs> and I love he just got up there straight away and just bang, the opening riff to horses. And the crowd loved it. Absolutely. Of course the crowd loved it, but I'm not the biggest critic of uh, Daryl Braithwaite going around. And in fact, I think he still did a sterling job and the crowd yeah. loved it, eating out of his hand. But the Herald Sun, their Twitter account, they wrote this scathing article about his performance because it was also broadcast live on Channel 7. How dare they? I'm gobsmacked. I'm offended. What have they written? They've gone, has Daryl Braithwaite taken over from Meatloaf for worst performance at an Aussie sporting event after Cox Plate? Come on, Herald I Sun. I said, turn it up, Herald Sun. That is such a... 
brazen slap in the face to an Aussie icon. Yeah. We can make fun of Meatloaf all we all want. we want. Because we paid him millions of dollars to perform that garbage on, in 2011. Well, see, I think media uh, Meatloaf's got a bit of a bad rap. Since. Yeah, and he definitely what, was. He wasn't like, that bad, was he? <laughs> oh, no. Well, I wasn't at the 2011 grand final. But oh, weren't you? No, I was watching it on TV. Yeah. I thought it was. You mustn't have been. You must have got a beer. You yeah. you definitely didn't see it. Have you not seen a replay since? I've heard it a little bit, mate. It is the single worst. It's not as bad as people make out. I There's got to be a grab here. Here we go. Here he is. <laughs> it's karaoke. <laughs> Oh, putting Daryl in this category. <laughs> you're saying Daryl was as bad as that? No, um, you're right. That was absolutely awful. No, that's horseshit. <laughs> Will and MJ, 105.1 Triple M. And it's time for... Will and MJ's Serious News. <laughs> no, no, no. Serious News. Well, we've just spoken to someone over in Philly, and now we want to head back to the States because there's yep. some breaking news over there. Is yeah, that right? very US-heavy show. Well, it's not breaking. Oh, it in fact, it couldn't be less breaking, but it's still serious what, news. Is it still news, though? It's very newsy. And I've, uh, I've taken this segment back for a statement from the office of George H.W. Bush, the uh, former president of the United States. Mm-hmm. George W.'s old man. Of course. He was just before Clinton. Mm-hmm. At age 93, President Bush has been confined to a wheelchair for roughly five years. Are you reading from a statement? Yeah, here? this is the statement. It's not funny. He's, you know, he's, he's wheelchair ridden. His health has been a big topic mm-hmm. recently. 93 is a good yeah. innings. His arm falls on the lower waist of people with whom he takes pictures because he's in the wheelchair. So they, they wheel him into a photo and he can't, he obviously can't get up to the shoulder. He just, his arm is automatically just waist down at waist level. Yeah. To, this is still a statement to try to put people at ease. The president routinely tells the same joke. And on occasion he has patted women's rears in what he intended to be a good natured manner. Now we know that's not on. No. Well, this statement's obviously in response to some allegations against the former president. Yes. And, and it's been, uh, it's been a controversial topic recently because obviously you've got your Weinsteins, the, the complete grubs of society. The absolute lowest of the low. The lowest of the low. The worst of the worst. Now, George, George H.W. Bush is 93. So I'm, uh, I don't think, we don't want to put him in that category, but that's the reason this is so topical. Some have seen it as innocent. Others clearly view it as inappropriate. I think a 93 year old man patting your ass is inappropriate. <laughs> I'd put it in inappropriate box. I'm, I'm with the latter. Yeah. To anyone he is offended, President Bush apologizes most sincerely. Now that's a pretty cut and dry statement. It's pretty black and white. Yeah. I, it's good that they apologized and I hope he doesn't do it again. Yeah. And he seems remorseful. Mm-hmm. But um, a, a journalist from BuzzFeed News has said that, uh, this is a quote, we all circled around him and Barbara for a photo and I was right next to him. Because that original statement said that he was making, he made a joke. He did it regularly, routinely. Yeah, routinely. The word they used. He, he, he's, got, he's got a routine. Because the, obvi- the obvious question is, what is the joke? Yeah. And do, do you know what it is? I think I have it. He reached his right hand around to my behind. This is Jordana, so a female. Hmm. 
And as we smiled for the photo, he asked the group, do you want to know who my favorite magician is? As I felt his hand dig into my flesh, he said, David Copperfield. <laughs> That's the gag the former president's running with at age 93. Routinely running with David Copperfield. That's his routine. Regularly. Yeah. So I, I think we, we condemn the behavior of the former president. <laughs> That's not on. No, no. <laughs> Even in the 90s, a David Copperfield joke. At any age. At any age. That's not on. Just <laughs> You're suppressing tears. Will and MJ. 105.1 Triple M. I mean, Will, you've spotted something in the paper this morning that you think... Yeah should have got a bit more publicity. Well, I think it either should have got much less or it should have got much more. <laughs> I think Meg, it sort of got oh. stuck in limbo. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't be sitting on the fence. <laughs> what's, what's the story? Okay, so it's page two. You see it here. It's Of a, the Herald Sun. Yeah, it's, uh, it's got two little paragraphs just down the bottom of page mm. two underneath a Barnaby Joyce article. And the, the headline really caught my attention. And it says, student injured in sex toy school prank. <laughs> and I've just gone, well, What? <laughs> This should either be in the uh, in the middle of the paper, just amongst the classifieds or something, mm. or it should be front page. Front page. <laughs> I think page two, you're sort of you're a bit half pregnant there. Now, give us what's the story? Oh yeah, well, I'm intrigued. Story? I'd say the headline drew me in too. A student at an exclusive boarding school has been injured during a late night prank involving a sex toy. Now it's Geelong Grammar, yeah. of course. I think Prince Charles went there. So Did it's he? A, yeah, it's a very uh, it's a very prestigious famous school. Prestigious. Um, and it's understood the year 10 student suffered an eye socket injury when he was struck by a large pink dildo. <laughs> I love they named the sex toy. Eye well. socket injury. That's a, that's a significant part of your face to be, to be damaging. You, <laughs> it says he's uh, able to return to class, which is good. Oh, that's great news. And he won't get bullied. No, I think. no if he's I mean, rocking up to class with an eye patch on, yeah. he, no, I'm sure the students down there will be mature enough yeah, to I understand think, that it was. I think everyone in his maths class will just accept <laughs> his uh, dildo injury and, and yeah. just move on. Not make reference of it. No. Now, for anyone down at Geelong Grammar, what I want you to do is go and buy as many copies of today's paper as you can. Oh, certainly. Cut out that article. Yep. And bring it out at that guy's 21st. Every event. His 30th, his <laughs> wedding, his bucks party. His funeral. <laughs> I want it at his funeral. Just remember, remember when you broke your eye with a dildo? I don't want him going anywhere ever without someone bringing that story up. In all seriousness, I hope the boy's okay. Oh, me too. And I hope, he hope his eye socket's okay. And I hope well. no one bullies him. <laughs> this has been Will and MJ <laughs> on Triple M. Uh, thanks to Andrew Porter from Philadelphia for coming yep. on the show and having a chat to us about uh, Melbourne boy Ben Simmons, who's yep. absolutely tearing it apart in the A couple NBA. of superstars there. Absolutely. And um, we'll be back at Sunday uh, next Sunday night at 10 p.m. We certainly will. And in the meantime, if you just jump on our uh, Facebook page, Will and MJ, if you search for that. Yeah, check out the potty. Check yep. out the Facebook. And if you're on the iTunes listening, just a quick review. <laughs> we, we, don't, we really don't need to push this every week. I think we do. I love getting the reviews. Well, people are responding though, so yeah. maybe maybe it's working. Thanks to those people who have written a quick review. We, yeah. we appreciate it probably legends. more than we should. Absolute legends. <laughs> this is Will and MJ on Triple M. Adios.